Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devotional Life with Paul and Jeannie. We're so glad you joined with us. We're always glad you joined in with us. We love the Word of God. We love sharing the Word of God, don't we, Ginger? Yes. Yes, we do. And so, uh, let's see where we left off. All right, I want you to picture this. Remember Jonah? He got spit out by the great fish, and then he had a three-day walk to get to Nineveh. And then God tells him exactly what it is that he's supposed to say. And in fact, Jeannie, what exactly did Jonah have to say when he walked into the great city of Nineveh? Yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Wow. <laughs> Which speaks of God's judgment is coming in 40 days. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, picture Jonah, how he's looking. Now, remember, we talked about him getting spit out by a by a great fish and so chances are swimming around in the uh, gastric fluids of a giant fish uh he's probably looks kind of blotchy scary mm -hmm. uh he, he looks like something the cat drug in and he walks into the city and he is saying 40 days and you guys have had it <laughs> and uh I, probably they were just shocked and they were staring at him and we talked about the fact that God is doing a work here, though, in this city. Either they're sensing their own guilt over how they were living, or they know of other uh, judgments of God, perhaps, that have come. And uh, maybe they figure, yeah, it's our time's about up here. I'm sure they probably knew that Jonah was a prophet, you know, and so... I think so, yes. So, and who he represented, the God he represented... And they had heard, I mean, remember even with Rahab and, and what, where was that at with Rahab? That is... Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah? No, no, no. That was... That's, uh, why can I not think of the city? It's the oldest city in the world. Oh, Jericho. Jericho, thank you. <laughs> okay, but remember it says that the people had heard, that she had heard... Oh, that's true, right. She heard about their God yeah. and what their God had done and all the miracles Getting them out of and Egypt that everybody and... was afraid because right. they'd heard all that. So these folks, I'm sure, had heard about Jonah's God right, and what he has done before to deliver his people as well as judgment that's come for those that have lived evil. You know? It tells me that God is at work. God yeah. is at work mm -hmm. in people's hearts. And when you sense God speaking to you about getting right with him or God calling you back to a close relationship with him, or maybe God calling you to the very first time that you ever get to meet him, <laughs> respond, don't wait. Yeah. And you know that the prep preparation has already gone into place. We've talked about angels working. We've talked about the Holy Spirit and how he brings messages and he orchestrates things. So it's not like he just Jonah just jumped into this town and all of a sudden they heard something fresh, right? Right. They've been the Lord's been working on these individual people up to this point so that when they heard this, they were already prepped. You right. know, um like someone like you just said, someone who is having the guilt and and wanting to get right with God. And now they turn the radio on and they hear a message and, yeah. you know, or someone walks up to them and says something to them. It's all little bits and pieces of the puzzle that come together at just the right time. But it's a process that's been happening. It wasn't just like all of a sudden they heard, 
you know, these eight words. And it was like, oh, you know, I think that God was working on individual hearts. And he knew that. And now it was time for Jonah's part. And now Jonah's part. And it clicked. Yeah. So. um, How'd they respond to him? Well, it says here that uh, verse five, chapter three. So the people of Nineveh believed God. My goodness. You can just even sense God's spirit with that, right? Yes, I can. Just to believe him. So they proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least of them. And so fast and putting on sackcloth is the mourning and the fasting is is repentance. And it's also to put yourself in isolation so that you can think and hear well and and not be distracted by anything on the outside, that this becomes a priority for that moment. I'm really going to focus. Yeah. and um, It's the top priority. It, it's the top priority. It's a timeout that you put yourself in so that you can humble yourself. So it says, verse 6, And the word came to the king of Nineveh. So it's going through all the people. Then the mm-hmm. king of Nineveh hears mm-hmm. it. And he arose from his throne and laid aside his robe and covered himself with sackcloth and sat in ashes. So this is a high up guy. This would be like, you know, revival happening in our country. And then the president uh, hears about it and and God's spirit falls on him and he humbles himself and asks for mercy from from God, which is the way God works. It is. And he can do that in our country or any country. So... Um, so he's. Let me say uh, something really quick mm-hmm. about uh, sackcloth and ashes. That is uh, like burlap, so it's very unpleasant, especially for the king. You would think he had the finest material, and he throws that off, and he puts some scratchy, itch and scratchy, itchy, yeah. yeah, purposefully, and, yeah, making yourself uncomfortable, yeah. humbling yourself, uh, you know, showing a repentant attitude. These are all great things, right? And then verse 7 says, And he, the king, caused it to be proclaimed and published. So they're writing things down as well and putting them up to be read throughout the country, throughout Nineveh, by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily to God. Yes, let everyone turn from his evil way and from violence that's in his hands. Who can tell if God will turn and relent and turn away from his fierce anger so that we may not perish? Wow. Hello, America. Hello, America. But I thought it was interesting since I'm an animal lover that he was including even the animals. I was like, mm-hmm. people, animals, everyone, I'm sure it was children, everyone, that we're going to go on a fast that everyone's going to shut down. Hmm. You know, there's going to be this closed down. Right. And they're all going to focus on crying out mightily, it says, to God in repentance and ask that he would turn and relent. My goodness. Lord Jesus, let this revival come to our own country. Yes, Lord. Be merciful and gracious to us, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lay on our hearts, Father, each one of us, the need to turn towards you. Father, I believe that you have caused a worldwide timeout. And I don't know that we've used it wisely, Lord. Some have drifted rather than coming closer to you. 
Draw them in even right now, Lord. Perhaps even those of us listening or involved in this devotional time right now can think of friends that we know and love, perhaps relatives, perhaps sons and daughters, or maybe a parent that has not turned towards God. Father, help them to do that right now. Help our leaders, Lord, in this country to turn towards you. Yes, Father. Bring your conviction and uh, a healthy fear of sin and evil and knowing that you're there waiting because you love and you want to relent of any type of discipline that we bring on ourselves. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' precious name. We love you all. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye now.